Blog Talk Radio. Tuesday night, of course, here in New York, and we are back with another episode of Inside the Burger Shop, a podcast at the intersection of sports, entertainment, culture, marketing, and much more. My name is Ryan Berger, taking you through the next hour conversation. We took a little break from the podcast. We did a lot of them, and uh, with the holiday and a couple other things, took a little bit of a break, and we'll be back with a vengeance. We have a really fun show today, uh, and we'll also do one tomorrow, so a back-to-back show. Today we'll talk about the national championship last night. Villanova will be joined by uh, an old teammate and friend and Villanova great NBA player Tim Thomas very shortly, and tomorrow we will do a a master's preview with Jason Birnbaum, Jason, the head golf pro over at Manhattan Woods, uh, just outside of New York City. Jason works with some really great pros and is, is sort of our uh, expert in the golf space. So Jason will come on and do a big podcast uh, preview of uh, who will win the green jacket. Uh, saw a little bit about who he's touting, big just on top of Justin Rose, I know, um, but so is everybody. So we'll see some of the things Jason has to say tomorrow, along with obviously his thoughts on uh, Tiger and what to expect from Mr. Woods over the weekend. Of course, I, we couldn't do the show without our sponsor, our founding partner, Hyper, Hyper Brands, H-Y-P-R.Brands.com, the leader in celebrity and influencer marketing with over 12 million influencers on hyperbrands.com. Head on over to Hyper. Check out their data, their influencers. Choose an influencer to work with today. Hyperbrands.com, the leader in influencer marketing. 
I'm sure everybody is real tired after a late night last night, uh, a really interesting game, certainly interesting for the first half. Uh, we saw a very, very good uh, Villanova team uh, who just won their second championship in three years, uh, led by Jay Wright, uh, GQJ, who did a really, really, really good job in last night's game and, of course, throughout the, the tournament. Um, this is a Villanova program that has really been built up, uh, filled with talent this year, filled with talent the last couple of years, filled with talent coming in next year. Uh, Jay really, really is recruiting the right kids. And one of the things we're going to talk to Tim about is the whole one-and-done angle, which Tim obviously was. Uh, and, and we haven't seen a lot of those guys go to Nova except him. And I know uh, there's been some conversations about trying to sort of get in with those guys. We know Duke uh, didn't really – go after guys like that for a long time, uh, and then eventually Coach K did. Um, and it will be interesting to see if Jay does because he'll, he'll start to really attract the best kids in the world the way Kentucky, Duke, uh, currently can uh, based on their reputation and, and performance. But, I mean, you watch how a team like Villanova plays. Uh, they just play so incredibly hard and really the right way. I mean, the five guys out there at all times who can score the ball, uh, defensively, they really bring it on the defensive side. Uh, they ran a lot of half-court trap last night, which you know took Michigan completely out of their offense. If you looked at the first 10 or 12 minutes of that game, you know, Michigan looked like they had a real chance. Um, dominated the pace. Villanova was walking the ball up. One and done, come down, shoot threes, miss, one for nine or one for ten to start the game. Uh, Michigan had momentum. Um, I think they were up four, six, eight points. Uh, I remember Matthews going to the line and missing both foul shots. I think they were up six, and Villanova came down and hit a couple threes. I, I thought the biggest play in the first half was the missed uh, uh, goaltending call uh, that DiVincenzo had. That was a goaltend. Uh, that goes in. It's a three-point game or four-point game. Instead, no call there, and then Villanova comes back down and nails a three and instead of a three-point or four-point game. It was a nine-point game, so a big, big swing on that play. Um, and then, of course, in the second half, uh, the sort of talent took over and uh, wore down Michigan and you know, an incredible performance by uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who won uh, MOP. Uh, so overall, in a, in a really fun game to cap one of the great March Madness tournaments we, we've ever seen. And uh, speaking of uh, March Madness, we're joined now by former uh, Villanova great and uh, NBA former player as well, Tim Thomas. Tim, welcome to Inside the Burger Shop. How you doing? What's going on? You back out in uh, California after what I could imagine was only a wild night in uh, San Antonio with the Villanova squad and alumni. Did you leave today? Well, I actually left right after the game. Um, stuck around for the post-game ceremony. Um, you know, talked to the guys a little bit and then jumped right on the charter. Got right back to LA. You know, Tim, you, you saw a team last night that obviously excels in every aspect of the game. Um, you know, passing, shooting, defensively, they really can do it all. Um, you know, you, this program has, has, has sort of cemented itself as one of the great programs in college basketball. A great coach. What's your thoughts on sort of what you saw last night, first of all? Well, I mean, it's just. 
you know, uh, it's, it's one of those situations where you have a, a, a solid coach who's built a solid, you know, foundation, and uh, the guys are buying into it. And uh, once that happens, uh, everything else is just, you know, uh, icing on the cake as far as, um, you know, being able to go out there and execute the game plan and, and things that you want and staying consistent throughout, you know, the entire uh, game. So, um, you know, the last few years we've been seeing that with all of Jay Wright teams, and now they're just uh, putting it together on a consistent basis. And, you know, they're, they're very, very tough. And consistency is, the, consistency is clearly the key word, winning every game in the tournament by over 15 points. Texas Tech was right. really the only team that challenged them. They were down three with three mm-hmm. minutes to go and uh, couldn't sort of make a shot after that. And Nova hit some big shots. I mean, they're, the most interesting thing about them is it seems like every game there was a different player who stepped up. Uh, you know, Brunson right. obviously had such an incredible year. You know, what are your thoughts on on the Player of the Year, uh, Jalen Brunson? You know, and 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 what he was able to achieve this year. I love him. I mean, he was just solid. He's poised. He uh, he's able to read and react. He just has a real feel for the game. And you know, I I tip my hat off to his dad, um, who's you know probably put him in position um, to really understand the game the way that he does. I mean, he knows when to score the ball. He knows when to, you know, get other guys involved. And he just, as a point guard, he sees the floor so well, and he understands the game. And, and that's the most important thing, you know, with Jalen. He's, he's solid. It's funny. When you watch the game last night, you see all these opportunities for Michigan to kind of jump in first half. Brunson hadn't done that much, got in a little bit of foul trouble in the second. Um, you know, Spellman really didn't shoot the ball that well, one for ten to start the game from three. Um, you know, it shut down Bridges in the first half as well, for certainly the first 13, 14 minutes. But then DiVincenzo shooting the ball from all over and having just an incredible um, uh, performance. Uh, what were your thoughts on what Dante was able to do? Uh, we just lost Tim, and now Tim's back. Now, Tim, we I'm were just here. asking about Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, that surprised you last night, or is that the kind of stuff you see when you watch practice or, you know, that you've seen before with the kid? No, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, he's um, he's athletic. He's uh, he's great off, off, the, off the dribble. And uh, he just had a mismatch that was working for him. And um, Jay is excellent at understanding when a guy has a mismatch and um, – you know, he's able to take advantage of that, and he's just going to let his guys go. Um, Dante, you know, all year has been solid, you know, for us. And uh, last night was just, just his game. He was in a nice rhythm. And uh, Jalen got in foul trouble, so it, it was his opportunity to, to take advantage of things. And it's, you know, that's what Jay does clearly. Is he, There were so many times where – DiVincenzo was running the offense through him, and their offense was going through him. And, and it, instead of kind of feeding a guy who's hot, and this felt like he was the offense was running through him. And his dribble is so nasty, taking it to the cup and being able to finish, and obviously also, you know, shoot the three ball. He should have a really fun career uh, over the next couple of years uh, down in, in, the, in the main line. And you know, it's it's a young team still. Obviously, a couple guys will probably end up. You know, going to the league after this year, but you know this is a right. really good group of, of, of young kids and, and, and guys who have won. 
Um, and then you have the kid coming in from New Jersey, Javon Quinterly, uh, who, I'm, right. who I know you know and you know we know. Yes. What's your thoughts on how Javon's going to integrate into this team? I think he's going to fit in well. Um, I actually was just talking to him earlier, um, trying to get him to work on his jump shot more. Um, you know, he wants to be a pro, and for me, you know, I, I always want to see the Jersey guys do well. So I just told him to, you know, continue to work on his jump shot. But I think he will come in and fit in, fit in very well. I mean, uh, he's a guy that can create his own shot. Um, he can get others involved. And in Jay's system with playing three guards, I mean, he'll easily fit in um, and be able to go out and produce, you know, his, his first first year, his freshman year. We're talking to Tim Thomas, the former Villanova great, Patterson Catholic great, NBA player, and, of course, teammate of mine, which is the most important thing when you add up all that Oh, stuff. yeah. Tim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim, let's talk a little bit about uh, the program today. How, how, you know, how involved are you in the program? Uh, I know you live on the West Coast. Obviously, the, the, the team is you know plays all over the country but settles a lot in, in the East Coast. How much do you get to play them? How much to watch them? How much are you involved in seeing what they're doing, talking to coach? Um how much do you get to sort of hang with the guys or or interact with the pro, with the program? Um, I'm always around. Um, I recently just sold my Bryn Mawr place about four years ago, so you know that tells you everything. I mean, I, I was always around throughout the summers. Uh, the last four years has been you know a little bit harder to get around because I'm mainly now on the West Coast, but um, I stay in contact with the guys all the time, all the time, and um, you know. I have three TVs in my living room, so I'm able to watch all the games, including my AAU players um, that go on to other colleges and, and out there performing. So, you know, I'm in tune to the game, and um, I, I'm always around the program. I stick around the program continuously, and uh, the guys reach out, whether it's, um, you know, asking questions uh, pertaining to uh, the pro-life and, and stuff like that. Me and Chris, Chris Jenkins uh, recently had a conversation about uh, his pro career, and I'm trying to help him um, with, you know, his process as far as, you know, possibly getting into the NBA or overseas or whatever it is that he wants to do. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm always involved, man. I'm always involved. I'm the only one-and-done uh, Nova guy. I'm the biggest recruit they ever had. So it, it's only right that I'm, you know, always around the program. Yeah, I saw some things from our guy, Adam Zagoria, who I tried to have Zags on tonight, but he was just getting back from uh, San Antonio like you. Um, And uh, Zags mentioned that uh, you you want Jay to recruit some more one-and-done guys, which obviously, you know, we saw that with Shashevsky, who didn't do that for a long time and then got in the ring and now obviously is getting the top, top kids. Um, Right. You know, is that something that you think we'll start to see more with with Villanova and and Jay's teams? Um, I hope so, but it's it's hard to really say guys are, are, are one and done. I mean, everybody wants to get to the league. I understand that, but the skill set and the talent level is not there as it was, you know, twenty thirty years ago, as Jay Williams put out uh, uh, recently. Um, but as far as trying to recruit the guys that think they're one and done, I think we should go after those guys more because it's more about keeping the tradition and the program afloat with the other powerhouses now that we're a powerhouse. 
So if Duke and Carolina and Kentucky is doing it, why not? I mean, we want to win every year, you know. So, And I understand uh, Jay's point of view as, as well as far as, you know, having guys that come in and stay, you know, all four years or some guys who red shirt and get a chance to really get a real understanding of the game, um, like Bridges and, and some of the other guys, um, you know, and, and it, it'll benefit them as well. But I just think now that um, Nova has put itself in the mix with all of the the big-time uh, college programs, I think it's only right that we continue to do exactly what they're doing as far as trying to get the elite of the elite to stay, you know, uh, top 10 or whatever it is, you know, each and every year. Because that's what it's about. You're going to have kids come in, you know, and then you're going to have kids leave. And you want to be able to uh, keep the program afloat. Well said. Well said. It's a really interesting dilemma that we've seen a lot of coaches sort of do both ways right now. And I think it's important to sort of see that as well. Um, So, Tim, how much – did you get to watch of the tournament besides Villanova itself? Did you watch a lot of the games? Uh, maybe talk about we could talk about some of the teams that you saw and maybe some of the guys that you thought were you know interesting. Did you get to watch a bunch of the tournament? Yeah, I watched watched a lot of the tournament. Um, you know, I just had a newborn son, so uh, thank God for the tournament. He was born on the eighth, so I was able mm-hmm. to uh, you know, like I said earlier, sit in the living room and just watch all the games, most of the games. Yeah. Um, I'm used to that know, with three kids and, and five TVs in my basement, so I know that know that well. Let's talk. Yeah, let's definitely. talk about some of the uh, some of the teams. You know, Virginia obviously um, seems like they lost about four years ago, but it was actually only twenty something days ago against a uh, right. school that recruited me, UMBC, probably a school you've right. never actually heard of. Most haven't as well. Um, right. What happened there? Is that a case of Virginia's style just not being ready and can it never succeed at this time of the year? Um, you know, what are your thoughts? Because I know I have a what, – what's your thoughts on what happened there? Well, that's the beautiful thing about March Madness, the one-and-done situation, you know. Um, being prepared and being ready to go from the jump is everything, you know, in March. And if a team starts off slow and two or three guys catch fire or the team starts catching a rhythm and playing well, it'll just carry over. And you're never able to, you know, recruit from that. So, I mean, that's just basically um, what it was um, throughout this year. I mean, you, you, you've seen a lot of teams that had, you know, McDonald's All-Americans or guys that were super talented. And then you've seen teams that come in that just played team basketball and played together and was able to, you know, go out and, and win games. And um, that's the beautiful thing about March Madness. You know, that's why everybody is tuned in. Everybody fills out brackets and, you know, and everybody is, uh, you know, excited about what might happen and what could happen. The most interesting thing I saw this year was that growing up and for a long time, whenever there was an upset in the tournament, it was normally teams that slowed the game down. And even at every right. basketball level, you want to win, you hold the ball, you win 50 to 48, you backdoor the other team, and the shot clock right. runs down to the last second. This year, and it's clear that the Golden State mentality is seeping through everything, um, it felt like it was all about possessions. And, and the more threes you took, 
And you look at teams like Buffalo and Loyola and uh, UMBC and teams, Marshall, mm-hmm. teams that were pushing it, taking so many threes and the more possessions, if you get hot and all those guys can right. shoot, the same as the Kentuckys, but they're just not as big right. and as talented. But if they get hot like some did, you're not just seeing them win, but they're winning by 20, 25 points because of the analytics right. and the ability to push it. And it's such a difference from how it used to be, huh? Yeah, well, it's the it's actually the Phoenix Suns effect. I love it. <laughs> well, I I, I, I said it, to my son tonight, D'Antoni, you know, he he he, yeah. he was ahead of yeah. he was too early ahead of his ahead of his time. Now every time right. is doing it, um, and right. he he was doing this with you in the nineties. Right, right. You know, it's it's amazing how the game has changed um, so much as far as everybody is shooting the ball now. Everyone is showing uh skill set as far as handling the ball, being able to create your own shot, things of that nature. And uh like you said, I mean, this year has been amazing as far as just the tempo of the game and um actually getting more uh shots and, and having more possessions of the basketball. It seems like the teams that uh are more um guard oriented have more success. And um, I would definitely say that about Villanova that plays, you know, most of the time three guards. But the other thing is uh, with Villanova is that they have five guys on the court most of the time that can shoot the three ball. So it's tough when, you, when you're when you playing against, you know, a team that has, you know, five people that can actually step behind the three-point line and knock it down and be able to take you off the dribble and uh, create for others. I mean, that's a – that's a tough situation no matter how you look at it. But um, it, it's been great to see the uh, transformation of, of the game as far as, you know, pushing the ball. And it's it's more of a freelance type thing uh, compared to how it was uh, in the 90s where um, it was more about, you know, strength and size and, and things of that nature. Um, where the bigs are now considered to be stretch fours. You know, there's no more right. big guys in the league or no more solid big guys, even in college. You know, you look at uh, you look at the kid from Kansas and the kid from uh, Michigan, you know, just the Final Four, just watching those bigs. If those guys were actually in shape, they could have actually dominated the game because right. Nova was actually, you know, smaller. But if you're playing four-minute spurts, I mean, it just hurts you. You know, and uh, not being in shape, not being able to, you know, continue the game and, and help your team in that aspect. I mean, it just hurt, you know, Kansas and it and actually hurt Michigan as well. And you know, we're talking, we're talking to to Tim Thomas and Tim. You you know, your your career, which you know, a lot of it, a lot of people always said, oh, you're the big guy. Let's stick you down low. And you know, you always like right. to kind of see outside and. You know, as your career evolved, especially later on, you became a lethal three-point shooter. You, you, that, which was really the beginning of the stretch fours. And obviously, D'Antoni and other, you know, George Carl mm-hmm. both had big, big influences on all of that. But it is amazing to think about. And now, you know, 20 years later, you watch these games, and you know, there really is no big guys in the sense of traditional bigs. And I was listening to D'Antoni's right. brother, and I think he was saying something like the worst analytics show that the worst 
sport, worst play you can make in scoring the basketball is throwing the ball to a big guy. It's something like if he ma- even if he makes the layup, it's worth 1.7 points per possession. But yet, when you're making threes, it's worth like 3.3. And if you're making foul shots, it's worth almost two points for every one foul shot. So really, because of the right. clock being stopped, it's such a different you know, approach, uh, but, you know, certainly working and, and that's where the sport's going. It's, it's a lot of fun to, to watch. Um, uh, and, and, you know, when you look at some of the teams that were not able to get there, like a Michigan state, like a Virginia teams that in one game can go incredibly cold. And I think one of the, one right. of the things that's clear that teams have to have is multiple guys who can make shots. That's why, Loyola was so interesting. They had so many guys who can score, so many guys who can make shots. You know, Villanova's that at the, you know, at the ultimate level. Um, You know, the kid who had such a great sort of tournament, I thought, was Spellman. You know, tell us a little bit about the big kid uh, from, I guess, Ohio, right, who's just finished uh, his first year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's excellent. I actually told him last night, I said, you know, all this summer, now all you have to do is work on you're off the dribble game and ask coach to allow you to take guys off the dribble a little more because he has the quickness and he actually has the skill set to do it. I just think that uh, he was a little hesitant to actually try to uh, force the issue because he was a freshman, but uh, the kid is solid. I mean, he has the size, he's a competitor, he can shoot it. And um, I think now um, is a time where if he can work on his, you know, off the dribble game and, low post game, he'll be solid for next year, which, you know, Nova's definitely going to need him to be solid for next year, you know. So, but he had a, he had a great, great year, a great year. He's a, he looks like he's going to be a big player and can rebound the, 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 the heck out of the ball as well. Tim, who 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 are you with uh, in San Antonio? Was there a lot of alumni players? I saw, you know, Kittles and did a lot of the alumni and former Jays players come back? Yeah, yeah, a lot of us was uh, was was out there. Uh, it was it was a great time. You could go on my Instagram. I am Tim Thomas. See some of the photos. Um, every year, me and Kerry uh, always make sure we we get there. Uh, actually, Alvin Williams came out this year. Um, Ed Pinkney was out there, um, and some of the younger guys. Archie was out there. Chris Jenkins, Kyle Lowry, um, uh, Randy Ford. You know, a lot of us was there. Um, it, it was a great, great time. And, of course, Nova Nation was out there um, in full throttle. We kind of took over the city, and um, it was a great, great weekend for us. Well, look, man, Philly sports is at a uh, pretty much at an all-time high right now. The Eagles come out with the big W, uh, obviously oh, yeah. Nova. And, you know, I know you're a happy camper with those two things. You know, give me a second on – the Sixers, uh, obviously one of the most interesting stories in the NBA, one of your former right. teams. Um, you know, you, give me your thoughts on what you're seeing. You know, Simmons, who's just an absolute freak, and obviously Embiid, who's even freakier. Right. I think they have all the pieces. Um, I just think it's going to take maybe a year or two for them to jail, get some playoff experience, and really put it all together. Um of course, what what they're doing this year is is great. Hopefully, everybody can you know stay healthy. I think they'll be able to compete with um, some of the elite teams in the East. Um, we don't know what's the situation with Boston, 
with, with guys being banged up. Uh, of course, you got the animal in Cleveland with LeBron. So that's always going to be a tough one. Um, and then Toronto was, you know, playing well. Um, so I, I, I personally think that they'll be able to compete with um, whoever they're able to see if everybody's healthy. Um, but I, I just think it's going to take them maybe one or two years to kind of figure out, you know, things as far as with themselves and get a little bit of playoff experience before they're able to take it to the next level. Yeah, no, they're really interesting. And adding number one pick Fultz in two weeks ago, and they have another right. top pick coming in next year. They're they're going to be loaded for a while, and uh, it'll be really interesting. Cleveland up big on Toronto tonight again. Uh, Toronto not able to close that out on the road. Uh, Tim, before we let you go, you know, thanks so much for mm-hmm. jumping on tonight. I know you're uh, a little jet lagged and tired. Um, uh, What's the sort of spring look like for you? What are you up to? And you know, tell us a little bit about the AAU program that you're that you uh, have going on. Well, I have three AAU programs: um, two girls programs, New Jersey Sparks, and ladies play too. And then also I have the boys program, uh, the players. So I'll be moving around a little bit, uh, trying to catch a couple of games here and there with the programs. And then also I'll be in New Jersey um, helping out one of my former college, well, my former high school uh, coach, Tommy Patterson, and one of Patterson greats, James Hargrove, with uh, Patterson Kennedy High School, uh, trying to help them with skill and development a little bit. And, um, you know, just enjoying the rest of the summer, you know. I might have to check that out. And, you know, this uh, – I went over to speak to Wayne Hills basketball. My, the coach reached out to my brother and I and asked us to come in and speak to the team that right. got into the state championship and lost last year to Jerome Smart, actually, and, and Teaneck. And he wanted yeah. to try to get them over the hump. And uh, they ended up getting to the finals of the counties. They had never won a county tournament ever. And uh, right. they only won one state championship, which is which was my team with Corey. And uh, – we we got to the championship of the counties against Hargroves. Uh, I guess that is that his son who plays for Kennedy. I think uh, kids last uh, name. And they lo- and, I mean his nephew, his little nephew. Yeah. That's his nephew. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and Hills took him out in overtime. So uh, you know right. you know how we do, and you know the situation. Uh, but <laughs> it really got put the stamp down. I'm sure a lot of it had to do with the speech that we gave to the uh, to the team. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, you're you're a legend in Wayne Hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah I appreciate uh, you jumping on. Congrats on having the new uh, the new addition to the team, and uh, we'll look out for uh, some of those AAU games. And hopefully, I'll catch you when when you're in Jersey uh, in the spring and summer. Definitely, take care. Thanks, Tim. All right. That's uh, Tim Thomas, uh, Villanova great, uh, NBA, long-time NBA player, and, of course, long-time friend. We've been, uh, let me see, 41. We've been, we played together starting when I was 13 years old. So 28 years ago, we've been friends for 28 years, and uh, I know Tim, you know, really well, and one of the great people in the world. Uh, always had a huge heart. Um, you can tell by the call today and what he's up to helping kids and incredible family guy. And, uh, when you're friends with somebody like that for 28 years, um, who obviously has had fame and stardom and 
a big NBA player and obviously did really well on and off the court and still can come on on a uh, Tuesday night when he's tired and give you 30 minutes. Uh, you know, he's one of the great guys you'll ever meet. So I appreciate Tim coming on today, and congratulations to the whole Villanova crew, Nova Nation, um, and, you know, Tim and, and Jay Wright and the whole the whole crew for uh, winning the second in three years and uh, cementing itself as the uh, leader or one of the top programs out there today. So um, congratulations on all that. Thanks to Tim for coming on. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed our first podcast after a little break. Uh, as I said, we'll be back tomorrow with Jason Birnbaum, who will preview uh, the Masters. Uh, starts Thursday, Part 3 contest tomorrow. Looking forward to a fun conversation with uh, Jason Birnbaum. Thanks to Hyper for uh, being one of the founding uh, sponsors of the show. We didn't get into any of the Hyper data today. We'll talk a lot more about that tomorrow with uh, with Jay Birnbaum, uh, Jason Birnbaum. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, sleep well tonight. And as my man Mad Dog Russo likes to say, adios. Podcast, the one that you heard about, talking sports media, buzz and the word of mouth, social is the currency, seeing what the buzz will be, talking sports and culture, you never know what'll be coming next, cause that's the type of podcast you listen to, powered by the hyper, brands who the man, yo, Ryan at the forefront, got it on my iTunes, walking through the storefront, listen to the broadcast, he touches almost anything, sports, culture, media, technology, and marketing, so listen to the man right ahead of his time, on your podcast, you can download or listen live, so here comes the podcast here comes your host the burger shop now live from coast to coast and any way you want to do it listen to the show ron got the insights the burger shop you know burger